The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you some insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I'm delighted to welcome to the show Jim Law, a documentary filmmaker of a spiritual science kind. And I'm delighted that uh, Jim is stepping out from behind the camera uh, out into the forefront today to tell us about his awarenesses. And uh, Jim, we'll start off because you've been on, on my show before, and we called that show Hope for Humanity. So we call today's show New Hope for Humanity. And Hope for Humanity is a DVD that Jim has been uh, preparing uh, to be released shortly. So for those people, Jim, that haven't heard you speak before and haven't heard about this uh, DVD, first of all, welcome. And perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the, about the DVD Hope for Humanity. Well, good morning, Peter. Yeah, you're, I'm talking to you from the North Shore of beautiful Kauai, and uh, today we finally got a break in the weather, so hopefully I can get out and do some things. Um, and uh, the, the Hope for Humanity film is continuing on, the filming of it. I'm uh, actually going to be accomplishing some of that here in, on the island. Um, as we, we spoke last time um, in brief about Hope for Humanity and this documentary film that I've been working on for the last two years. Originally, it was intended to only be a six-month project, but now it's uh, extended on out as if things can go in the film industry. You know, it's just uh, it's a work in progress. So now we're at about a two-year point in the actual making of the film. Um, so the film will be about an hour and a half long, and we're uh, ed- it's in the editing bay right now, and David Sarita, my business partner, is uh, working diligently on that as we speak. Um, Hope for Humanity, it's, it's just an incredible film. What we have in the beginning and actually woven uh, throughout the film are uh, these, uh, what I would just say, gifted kids. Uh, these are phenomenal um, children who have come into this world, just been born with these innate talents that are very unusual, and uh, people question as to how that can po- be possible. Uh, for instance, Akiana Kramerich, she is um, a an artist. She uh, paints with acrylics, and she does uh, larger-than-life paintings uh, that are most often uh, have people in them. Uh, she's been on the Oprah show and uh, over 500 programs, and uh, Akiana is a person who 
basically has come into this world with her mission, and she's very clear about what she wants. She has a very clear recognition of um, why she's here uh, as an artist to bring hope for humanity through her paintings. And now she's playing piano, and also I understand now learning how to play the violin. Uh, Akiana's uh, work is is just phenomenal. You can Google her, uh, A-K-I-A-N-E, Akiana, and the word, the name means ocean. And she is uh, one person who at the age of five started sketching faces, and then six she started sketching with a little bit more detail as she uh, gained eye-hand coordination as she got a little bit older. I think when she was about six, she started adding color to her sketches. And now her paintings are just phenomenal. You can see her gallery online. And uh, she's... Go ahead, Peter. I was going to say, I suggest you do that because they're absolutely incredible paintings. Not not only the the quality of the, of the painting, but there's an energy that flows through them, which is which is startling. And I and I recall Jim, I think one story that uh, some people had difficulty believing that she actually did the paintings, and so had to actually observe her creating them uh, to believe that she actually did them at that tender age of I think she was about seven at that time. That's right, you know, and I can see why people would think that. Um, but I've actually stood in her gallery in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and filmed her painting. And uh, what's more amazing to me is how do you how do you even pick up a palette of colors and know how to mix the colors to get the flesh tones and all the colors that she incorporates into her paintings? And uh, how do you even do that? How do you even know how to paint when you're only six, seven years old? Her parents were didn't have any influence on that uh, at all. They're they're not painters. They're not artists. In fact, they didn't even um, they had a spiritual connection. But I, I understand at one time that they they were proud atheists. They basically didn't uh, go to church, and they didn't really put too much emphasis on God or their spiritual side. But Akiana has brought to the family uh, everything that she paints is all about God. It's all about her connection with spirit. And there's typically there's a a poem that goes with each painting uh, that's based on uh, some spiritual awakening or awareness. And she's written over 2,000 poems, and I think she has a book published on that now. And I think Akiana's about 16 now, or 15 going on 16. And, and spending time, obviously, with them in the home must have been an interesting experience for you. So what, what did you learn uh, about uh, handling, dealing with, being at home with uh, a child like Akiana, who's got this incredible gift and, and, and how she needed to be supported and treated? Well, the one thing I could see, Peter, is that it, it's, it wasn't just Akiana. That the entire family had something uh, of, of a gift. I mean, the father was a very gifted uh, professional chef. Uh, her mother, uh, Ferelli, is a very gifted um, housekeeper. She stays home, and she really knows how to mother the kids, how to raise them. They're all, all the kids were homeschooled and home birthed in water. Uh, and uh, her brothers, uh, one of them's a painter, the other wants to be a chef and open up, a, he wants to open up a, a health food uh, restaurant. So they're all gifted, but what I notice is that the nurturing that goes on there, the mother uh, and father and the other brothers, they all work together. It's almost like a beehive. <laughs> when I was there, they were all just working in, in synchronicity with one another. Um, when when Ferelli was uh, nursing her child and needed a break, one of the boys would go upstairs and uh, take her take the baby away so she could get up and go do things. They worked together as a team. It really was like teamwork. 
and the oldest, I believe, uh, manages Akiana's online web store. So there's a, a nurturing there, a very loving family. Uh, they're very connected, um, but they're, they still get out and hang out with the kids in the neighborhood and play a game of basketball in the neighborhood. So they're, they're very, they just want to be kids. They don't want to be, uh, when I say they, her little brother's uh, doing uh, painting now too himself, but they just want to be treated as normal, <laughs> although they have these tremendous gifts to bring to the table. And what does Akiana herself say about the gift, where it comes from and how it works? God. <laughs> yeah, that's as simple as she could put it. You know, we were sitting in the van outside uh, and waiting for everybody to load up in the van. We were going to go for a little ride, and, and Akiana and I were sitting in the van, and I, I said, well, how do you, how do you handle, you know, this, all this notoriety and this fame? And, you know, you've been on 500 programs, ABC and Good Morning America, and, and you know, she's so calm when she's in front of the camera. Uh, because she's so centered. She's just very, very centered in herself and very connected with, with God. And she says that God is, uh, is, first of all, He is God, is in her life every day. She eats, sleeps, and breathes God. And she's uh, very, very connected in that way. So that's where she finds her sense of peace and resolve and her information that she actually gets to. She feels like she's uh, just transferring the information through him onto canvas. One of the neat things about the three gifted children that you have in the documentary is that, that their gifts are quite different and they represent uh, obviously a common connection to spirit but with different manifestations in, uh, in this realm. So perhaps talk about uh, one of the other two. Sure. Um, I've interviewed a few kids and uh, Pablo, Pablo Cordova is uh, a boy who uh, at the time, lived in Phoenix, and I think he's moved away from Phoenix now. But um, Pablo was starting to see spirit at a very early age of about seven years old. I find that interesting because both he and Akiana have this parallel. But uh, he started seeing this little boy uh, in, in spirit, or ghost if you want to call him, uh, come into his room, and this, this ghost, if you will, was teaching him about energy points or chakras, the human chakras, and how to, um, he was educating him as to how to heal people with his uh, bare hands and um, how to work with energy fields of other people. And uh, Pablo was, um, his parents didn't know what to do with this. Uh, here's a situation, a scenario where if the parents aren't, aren't able to come up with a solution as how to effectively work with a child who is uh, not crazy, he's totally seeing uh, he's very, very. It's a very real experience that he's having. So rather than um, him being nurtured in that way, they basically thought there was a problem with him, and that they thought that maybe perhaps he should see a uh, psychologist or a psychiatrist just so they could figure out what was going on. And it's totally understandable. A lot of parents don't know what to do, and they're very loving. His parents are just really beautiful people. And so Pablo was brought to. Um, a child psychologist, and, uh, and eventually he was diagnosed as having, uh, I believe, by one of them, uh, schizophrenia, being schizophrenic. And he was put on a lot of different meds. And this is what happens with some kids who are diagnosed with these labels, like uh, they're given a label like ADD or ADHD or schizophrenia or bipolar. The problem is, is that there's seems to be a medication or about a dozen, rather, I call them designer drugs, if you will. These are drugs that I think that are just, uh, it's a big money-making 
thing for, for big pharma. So when there's a, a problem, there seems to be 10 pills to go along with a, a problem that's been given a label. It's, it's, a, it's created as a disease. So I don't see that as being a good thing for our society. The problem is it dumbs the kids down, and they basically don't grow, and it gets to be even worse. Uh, they, they are not able to express. So eventually Pablo was um, introduced to an intuitive psychologist, in, uh, Dr. Shannon, and she was able to just work with Pablo in the way of just telling, asking him questions about this boy, this ghost that was coming to him, and just honoring what he was feeling. And Pablo began to open up. He began to uh, become more expressive and share more of what was actually happening without being ridiculed or persecuted or put on a drug. He was basically honored for what he was experiencing. Um, even when we had him on camera, Pablo was just, his eyes lit up. He was just had this glow to him because he was just so happy that somebody would even listen. You know, so that, and, and, that and in terms become, of oh. uh, his actual healing ability, um, we're going to come up to the break now, Jim. So when we come back, let's just continue talking a bit about Pablo and the actual uh, impact and work that he did with people. This is Peter Tung with Jim Law for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. 
Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. And I have with me today Jim Law, a documentary filmmaker who is in the process of finishing his latest film, which is called Hope for Humanity, uh, which centers on three gifted children and some of the uh, experts in the world who understand the way that their lives work. And before the break, we were talking about Pablo, a young man who developed a healing gift as a result of a, an interaction with a, a boy spirit guide that he had so Jim, just continue talking about Pablo and, and his gift and, and the sort of healings that he was involved in. Sure, Peter. Um, Pablo had this, uh, attained this gift as a teaching through a 14-year-old spirit that was coming into his bedroom at night. And this uh, spirit was teaching him uh, how to heal with his hands by uh, basically channeling his energy through his uh, seven primary chakras, and uh, two of which Pablo showed me that I forgot about that existed that you don't typically see uh, in a lot of the you know the chakra charts, or you don't hear about them, but they're right there near your elbow, but on the inside of your arm, where your crease of your arm is there. And I thought that was rather interesting. Uh, and Pablo's parents uh, had no uh, inkling or any idea about what this is, chakras, it just wasn't their, their interest in life. So it came out of the blue, if you will, <laughs> from this boy uh, who was visiting Pablo. And you know, since then, uh, Pablo has been taking uh, his abilities and uh, working with, you know, with healing his mother of something that she had going on. And uh, his mother had emailed me and asked me uh, if, what it would feel like when the energy was running from his hands onto her body, what it would feel like. And I said, well, it may feel like a warmth, uh, a heat or flow of heat or a tingle, like an electrical low-voltage tingle. And she said, that's it. That's what's happening. You know, I'm feeling that. This is really real. I said, absolutely, it's real. Uh, you know, so what she was feeling is this wonderful, uh, loving, healing energy coming from the hands of her own boy into her body. Now then, the interesting thing is uh, Pablo's, Pablo's sister uh, evidently has the, the gift, if you will. She has the gift, too. So she's finding it fun, and she's playing with it. You know, they look at it as just it's fun to play with now. It's something that they know they can do. Uh, so now his, his sister is coming forth now that it's cool that Big Brother is, is feeling more comfortable with it and that, he's, that people are honoring it rather than ridiculing their, their gift. So there's um, a growth that takes place in 
on a spiritual level from the kids and the parents. And so as the parents see their, their children um, just blossoming forth with all this uh, information and, and wisdom and the, their gifts, the parents are growing too because oftentimes uh, these kids are born into families where the parents could care less or just aren't aware of this kind of um, happening, this occurrence where children can just be uh, totally gifted and comes out of the blue and they don't know what to do with it. But at the same time, they grow from it and become deeper and deeper involved, deeply involved with what their children's abilities are. It's beautiful when, when a parent can go from this state of real worry and anxiety about their child who's diagnosed with, with one of the labels and then the shift happens and they begin to understand what's really happening and then they can become part of the healing process and supportive of uh, their child doing this beautiful work and their whole world shifts as a result of, of that awareness. It's beautiful, isn't it? It really is beautiful. And Akiana told me that she actually chose her parents. She had very conscious recollection of standing in line and literally when she was in spirit, standing in line, line and choosing her parents and jumping in, cutting ahead of the line, <laughs> jumping in. I mean, she, she remembers, she knew her name and what her name was going to be. You know, so who chooses the name, the, the uh, in soul that incarnates or the parents, really? <laughs> so you wonder. But uh, Akiana said that, and that was uh, rather interesting. She's one of those that has total recollection of being out of body before she was born and uh, choosing her parents. I believe that we all make a conscious choice. You know, for those who, who believe in, in reincarnation, which I do, um, I understand that the you know we all make a conscious choice and choose our families for whatever reason. Even though there may be seeming uh, may seem to be a, an opposition, uh, maybe that that's the reason why you're there is to help others come into their awareness of it. Absolutely. And the third, the third child was Jessica, Jessica Schaub. Yes, Jessica Schaub was, uh, she was just amazing. She's uh, from Vancouver, and Jessica came down to Sedona. We, we, uh, I interviewed her, uh, and Jessica's gift that she's bringing to the table is to bridge, um, create a bridge or uh, basically try to unify these kids who are gifted uh, who need a sounding board. You know, there's a lot of labels for these children. I, I try to steer away from even calling them gifted, but I'm still, <laughs> I still uh, like to just call them gifted because they have amazing gifts, I think. But we're all gifted, really. But, you know, Jessica says, well, you know, there's star, they call them star children, rainbow children, indigo children. There's a lot of different labels that get put on these kids. And for whatever reason, um, uh, I think that that's okay, but I, I know that there are websites out there that are, are working to bring these children together, and a lot of them have been created by the kids or young adults now uh, themselves. And Jessica is bridging uh, the gap between them. She's trying to bring them together so they all have a, a uh, sounding board or someplace to go so they can talk and say, you know, oh, so you see ghosts at night too? Well, I'm not crazy, you know. Um, the kids oftentimes don't feel safe uh, when they're you know, under 20 years old. They don't feel safe talking about what's happening in their lives. Uh, they don't feel safe about um, you know, talking to other friends about it. They may have peers or friends in school that would ridicule them. So oftentimes they resort to the Internet or some other way to connect with each other. 
and Jessica plays a, a major role in that. She's uh, a beautiful, beautiful soul, and she's working diligently and traveling all over the world. She was in Europe, I heard, recently, and now I think she's back in Vancouver, but she's trying to uh, assist these children in um, bringing their gifts to the surface and also helping the parents through the process. And it can be a very lonely time for these children, as you say. They're so concerned about uh, being rejected and ridiculed by their regular friends that, that they, can, they can become ostracized or they can ostracize themselves, in fact, by, by uh, being worried and scared about the experiences they have and, and not being able to share. So it's a wonderful thing when they can actually share stories with other children that have similar experiences. They do, yeah, and it's very important that they can. Uh, they need an outlet. So when Hope for Humanity, when my documentary film is, is, uh, has been released, we're going to set up a uh, toll-free hotline for uh, kids or parents or young adults. We're not, when I say kids, it, it's really the parents are also very gifted, and they're just ushering through these kids and, and raising them, but they still have some unanswered questions. They still need a place to go for advice. So that's where I recommend, if they can get on our website, uh, voiceentertainment.net. They will see. If they would like to, for uh, Jim, I, uh, you, you cut out there for a few seconds. Can you just just reiterate? You, the last thing I heard you say was uh, voiceentertainment.net. Okay. Yes. Okay. So sorry about yeah, we, we got cut off. Uh, voiceentertainment.net, uh, my website, has the entire cast list, the people that I interviewed, and several of the um, uh, people in the, on the cast, Dr. Uh, Gary Schwartz and Shelley Kerr. Uh, there are several people, Dr. Shannon. There are quite a few people on there that they can call or just uh, Google their name, and they can find them and contact them for help. I'd like to create a hotline or a way that parents, young adults, and the children can Get some of their questions answered, a place where they can go for, for help if they need it, or just to bounce a few things off so they, so they can uh, feel that they're really, really loved in, in this world and, it's, and not to feel outcast. I'll just put a plug in for myself here, Jim. <laughs> yes, Peter. I'm, I, actually put in <laughs> I actually put in an appearance on Hope for Humanity, I think. I haven't seen it yet. And um, this obviously was, was my expertise um, when I was a school principal. The reason I left my job actually was because of these children that came along and I realized that our school system didn't meet their needs and that we needed to do other things to help them both in their education and in their personal lives. So please feel free to include me on, on your list through the website or through our email, descendingdove.gmail.com in terms of helping anyone, parents or kids that, that really need some assistance in understanding how all this works. I think we have a pretty good uh, way of, of assisting people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, Peter, you brought so many beautiful, beautiful stories to, uh, to me that day. I interviewed you in, uh, in Vancouver. Um, that was just um, uh, such a gift <laughs> that you have that you're bringing to, to, the, to humanity to help people. And it's so important. Everybody is playing their role right now. I think it's so important for everybody to realize that we're all gifted. And that's what the kids keep reminding me is that, well, you know, we just want to be treated as kids. We really don't want to be put on a pedestal. We just want to live our lives normally. Uh, but at the same time, you know, these kids are they're, they're helping other people become aware of their gifts. And it's very, very beautiful that uh, everybody has something or a piece of the puzzle that we all are connected 
on a conscious you know, a big so Jim we're coming up to our second break and so when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about uh, solutions and what some of the experts have to say on the DVD Hope for Humanity this is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! try it. Uh, uh, <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I'm having a fascinating discussion today with Jim Law involved in the making of a new DVD, Hope for Humanity, talking about the gifted children. I just wanted to, to put my own comment in about the, the medication because I, I recall, again, as the school principal in a boarding school where you had gifted kids who, again, were diagnosed with all these different labels and then would be put on a medication, then there'd be a side effect from that medication, so then there was another medication for the side effect 
And so you end up going on and on with this cocktail, uh, which the kids are taking and really turning their physical, mental, spiritual, emotional bodies upside down. And not wanting to linger on that, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue that we need to be concerned about. And I'm not totally anti-medication, as long as it's used really, really wisely. So what we want to do now, Jim, is move into the solutions. We've already sort of started talking about that a little bit in terms of these children, but how can we best support these kids? What do you learn from the experts on the DVD? Well, Peter, what you learn from the experts is that this is very common. This is going on everywhere, every city, every town, every country. There are uh, kids who are being uh, born into this world with these amazing um, talents and some of them are artists some of them are scientists some of them just play a great game of pool you know uh, they're, they're, you know i've seen it all and uh some are pianists you know there, there are just a lot of different ways that these kids are coming to the world and helping um humanity and and how they are shaping this world is going to really be seen i believe over the next 10 years or the next decade um, so how we can support them is to um, be there for them and understand them rather than ridicule them. And don't jump to the medications. I urge any parents listening right now to don't just put your kid on, on drugs to, because a psychiatrist has told you that, uh, that your child's staring out the window and has now has something called ADD or something. Because oftentimes the kids do not fit into mainstream schools. They can't fit into a box. They're minds are ever so expansive that they're unable to focus on math or um, humanities or, you know, or some, some subject that just doesn't interest them in the least. They came here with a mission, and they know what that is, and if they're being forced to do something they're really not wanting to do, you will definitely hear about it, uh, either from the teacher or from the kid or both. And so if, there, if a child is staring out the window, oftentimes these are very, very creative minds at work. They're looking out the window. They're dreamers. They're coming up with uh, ideas, inventions, creations, and they're not even really listening so much or tuning into what the teacher's saying. So if you hear or see that or hear a complaint from a teacher about your child doing that, please don't uh, think there's anything wrong with the child. Actually urge them to bring forth what their passion is or what they're seeing or what they're thinking about and work with them, understand them rather than uh, ridicule them or think that they have a problem because oftentimes it's not a problem at all. Well, I'm really, really glad you've raised this. Again, when I, was, when I was back in school, I recall very clearly in staff meetings where we'd be talking about kids who weren't doing well in the school and teachers would say, you know, this kid doesn't do this, doesn't do that, doesn't do his homework, doesn't seem to care, looking out the window, blah, blah, blah. And then one teacher would suddenly say, he's great for me. He does everything I ask and he does all the homework and gets an A plus every time. And that's classic of these kids because they have a, as you say, they're here for a purpose. They're here for a very specific reason, and they want to fulfill that mission. And most of their school time is being wasted because that isn't part of their mission. So, uh, yes, they have to you know, master enough material to be successful, but that isn't why they're here. They're here for a purpose, and we have to allow them to fulfill that purpose. So I really appreciate you making those comments. Yes, and one thing that um, Ferelli, Akiana's mother, shared with me, and she said that she asked her kids, what is it that you want to do? What do you really want to do? Well, uh, Akiana's little brother said, well, Mommy, I'd like to start a, a foundation and call it the Make Me Smile Foundation, and I'll donate a certain amount of the money from my paintings to that foundation. And this, what this is is kids in South America who have cleft palate, and it's actually about a five or $600 operation down there. 
and this is a little seven-year-old boy talking. His parents didn't tell him anything. He didn't. He, they don't watch TV. They're not. They don't get on the internet. So this totally came out of the blue for for uh, Akiano's little brother to do something that could help humanity in some way. It was his idea. So the mother, um, Frelli, said, "Just you know, if you're passionate about this thing today, and you change your mind, and then you're passionate about something else tomorrow, that's okay. I just want you to realize your passions." And that's what hope for humanity is all about, isn't it? <laughs> it really Absolutely. Is. So uh, obviously you've had some uh, developments since we last spoke in terms of the, the processing through the DVD and the final product. So what, what's the latest in Hope for Humanity? Well, you know, Peter, originally I thought this film was going to be just about um, kids with unusual gifts or talents. And it really has evolved. And actually over the period of the last year and a half, it's evolved into um, bringing in young adults, people in their 20s and 30s and uh, these are people who are inventing uh, things uh, for free energy. Uh, Jamie Bertoff, he's in the in the film, and he's creating some. He's working with something called the Rodin coil. It's a, a donut-like object, and it has copper windings around it. And it gets pretty technical, but I'll just say that what it does, and what he's hoping to do, is create a device about the size of an air conditioner that will actually reduce your electric bill by 40 percent. And that's huge. If everybody could buy a $200 device that would reduce their electricity usage, basically it amps up your electric, so you're getting more electricity from the feed that comes into your house. And Jamie, um, he basically is is on the road right now to making this happen. Uh, there are many other people out there that are working with sustainable, um, sustainable living, and that means a lot of things. That means uh, creating... Um, solar devices that work uh, clean energy, green building, things like that. So I've decided to incorporate into the film, um, tying in here basically where I see our future in the next decade when these gifted kids grow into their full potential and when the, ones, the kids who are in their 20s and 30s already and how they're going to affect the next decade of our, our lives uh, through bringing forth their, their abilities, their inventions, that they're coming up with. So we're, we're seeing a tremendous movement in the solar technology, and interestingly enough, the economy being as, it's, as it is, people are shifting in their lives in many ways. What we were doing in the past isn't working for us anymore, and everybody's coming uh, to the table with something new. Um, their, their ideas, their creativity, um, they're shifting into a different way of being. And a lot of people are uh, coming forth and saying, you know, I, I need to stop driving my car as much. I sure would like to eventually get an electric car because gas is so expensive now. Uh, so now what's happening is we're seeing more electric cars being sold and more being invented. So I see the, a very positive future. Uh, rather than doom and gloom, um, I see a lot of good things that are coming around the corner, and, and that's what the young adults and these gifted children are going to be uh, how they'll be affecting our humanity in the near future. It's really interesting that the, the, the first sort of, um, what's the word, illustration of these kids tended to be through the healing arts, through the creative arts, through, uh, through the painting, through music, through uh, being able to uh, see things beyond the veil, the auras and, and past lives and, and, and those sorts of things. So it's absolutely fascinating that you're now experiencing these young people shifting into uh, new inventions, obviously in the scientific mathematical field, 
which will enhance our lives tremendously if we can create uh, these energy devices which are using free energy or zero-point energy or, uh, and assisting our regular, our regular systems. Absolutely. Yeah, there's something here on the island of Kauai, where I am right now, that is, is happening. And what I see is that there are people who have the financial ability to make things happen who are stepping up to the plate and they're making change. And on the island here, there's uh, a gentleman that I had met about a week ago who has, uh, I believe, at least about a hundred and something acre, 102 acres of land. And they're going to work with a power company here, and they've obtained um, the land, and they, they now are in the process of working a deal with the power company to set up these mirrors. They're parabolic mirrors. What they are is a, a mirror that reflects the sun's rays. And from the way you explained it, it reflects the sun's rays um, into a containment uh, system of oil, I believe it was oil, and then somehow that's that spins a turbine through steam, steam and oil and parabolic mirrors is all I got out of it. But I can just, <laughs> but don't ask me because I'm not a scientist. But I can tell you that it sounded fascinating, and I want to learn. We used to, call, we used to call it smoke and mirrors, Jim. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there's something to that, you know. And this is going to come out to the cost for those of you who understand kilowatts, and you know, a kilowatt hour is a unit of energy, and basically you you pay for that every month if you have a, a an apartment or a home. And it's, it'll be 22 cents a kilowatt hour instead of mainstream solar panels now or $3.50 somewhere in that neighborhood per kilowatt hour. So we're talking about a fraction of the cost to buy electric. And it's clean. It runs off the sun. So, um, And evidently it's even more effective than standard solar technology, even nanosolar technology, which is now up and coming and will be released to the general public in the next year or two. Um, so there are a lot of great breakthroughs occurring right now. I think that the economy being as it is, people are looking for new things, and there are a lot of great things happening in the way of energy and uh, free energy, clean and uh, green. So you're actually very uh, optimistic and, and positive about the way this is going to go in the next few years. Absolutely. I think, you know, in the long run, there's... It's been very tough, very challenging, and even in my life, of course, for um, everybody financially and with this economic uh, shift in the, thing, the way things have gone in the last couple of years. But in the long run, typically there's a cleaning of the slate or something is going to shift, and it's not always going to be warm and fuzzy and a good feeling. But in that, the outcome can oftentimes be very, very positive uh, when you shift from one gear to another. And that's what I see actually occurring now. The 2012 doom and gloomers can, can uh, still keep thinking that way if they like, but I actually see 2012 as being a very positive shift in our consciousness. Jim, I'm glad you said that because um, I think it's true to say that today in the world uh, there are a lot of people struggling with not just the, the, the economic situation, but their own personal life situations, whether it be in relationships, what's happening with their children, what's happening in the world at large, what's happening with all the finances. And, it, and it's stirring up all of these uh, feelings inside which don't feel so good. And what we need to do is, as you've just begun to explain, is that indeed this is happening for a reason. And what we need to do is to acknowledge those feelings but we also need to release them and let them go. And to do that, you, you absolutely need to have some deep 
level confidence uh, that in fact the universe is a beneficent place and that all of this is part of the, the, the grand plan so that we can be prepared and ready for this beautiful phenomenal shift which is going to take place so right now I, I believe we're in, in the bumpiest time of all and uh, as this clears we're going to shift into this beautiful new way of being Absolutely. You know, Peter, I, I believe it's our perspective and how we handle the shift that's very important. Um, here on the island, I find it rather interesting uh, because I've lived in Sedona for eight years, and now I've been here for a couple of months. And I see that the real problem of the day here is if the surf isn't up. <laughs> Jim, I'm going to hold you there. We're coming up to our last break. We'll, we'll talk about the surf when we get back. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away, but then... Time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. 
If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I have with me today Jim Law, a documentary filmmaker of a new uh, DVD about to come out called Hope for Humanity. And Jim surfs up in Kauai. <laughs> Tell us about those <laughs> perceptions. Yeah, yeah, it is about perception and how, how we perceive things. And uh, it is it does seem to be the way it is here, you know. If the waves aren't up, then, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Um, so, you know, the things can, uh, it's all how we perceive. And, and what is happening here that I see is that um, I, there, you can get ended it wrapped up in the downward spiral of oh the woes of the economy the economy and um you know all of life is about relationships it's how we relate to everything in our existence here whether it be a job a partner uh or you know yourself and i think it's really important to get very centered in yourself and and what does that mean that means to find out what you're really what really juices you up what really uh what are you really passionate about in life and it may be different now. It may be different than it was two years ago, and that's okay. And if you feel called to shift in your, your relationship, whether it being in your town of where you live, then if you feel called to move, then move. And try to just honor yourself and honor your intuition. It's very important to do that. I see a lot of people um, here on the island who are living off the grid, which off-grid, by the way, is the title of my next film that will be a spin-off of Hope for Humanity. And Off Grid is going to be discussing, uh, I'll be meeting up with people who uh, grow bamboo and cut it down and build bamboo houses and live in tree houses and, uh, and have solar panels for electric. Uh, so there are people who are shifting their way of being and their way of living and, and trying to live a mortgage-free lifestyle. And it's very important to just honor that feeling or that tug that you have right now, I believe. Well, that's uh, that's quite a step, isn't it, to go off grid from our sort of total dependence upon uh, the, the mainstream supplies, as it were, to go completely on your own and, and be self-sufficient and sustainable. It is. Yeah, that's a bit extreme for a lot of people, and maybe it's a little bit too campy. But you know, some people could love that lifestyle because they're just fed up with uh, you know big city life, and maybe they just want to change. It's just, maybe it's not forever. Maybe it's just for for a while just to experience it um, but then there are other ways that you can you can live uh, in, a, in, in a comfortable way and that could just be maybe sharing household with family or friends or more of a communal lifestyle so we see a lot of that happening in, in Europe and it's spreading over to here where you have communities of people that uh, live in eco villages and the eco villages will also be those that I'll be visiting out here on the island um, of Kauai uh, where people I'll live in uh, in harmony, hopefully, most of the time. <laughs> People will have their disagreements, and oftentimes there's a problem with uh, with uh, living, you know, too closely to some people. But we we hear that there's a great success in, in the, on this island in the eco village life. So I want to uh, film a little bit about that in off grid, and it really does tie in nicely with hope for humanity because I think it is a new uh, it's a trend we're seeing globally. Jim, it's been an absolutely fascinating discussion. And before we, we close, I'd, I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners a bit, a bit about um, voice entertainment in the broader sense. Uh, obviously, when is Hope for Humanity coming out, actually? 
Uh, we're looking at November release. Okay, uh, great. And uh, and so tell us a bit more about some of the other uh, DVDs you've been involved in and, and the website in general. Okay. Uh, well, voiceentertainment.net uh, is the website. And a film that I produced last year is called Quantum Communication. And what it does is it discusses uh, quantum physics, spirituality, science. Uh, it's a beautiful film. It's a two-and-a-half-hour film in two parts. Uh, so please take a look at that one. You can see the trailers to all of the films on voiceentertainment.net. Before that one I released uh, a year and a half or a little over a year and a half ago was voice, The Voice. Uh, the Voice is also about consciousness and uh, what, it, what consciousness is. So we've got some amazing films on there, so please take a look at voiceentertainment.net. And, you know, I'd be happy to answer any questions if you want to drop me a, an email. And uh, your, colleague, your close colleague in that, uh, David Sarita, is himself a pretty gifted, uh, conscious guy. Yes, David Sarita, my business partner, uh, is a wonderful person. He's um, uh, directing and producing several films, and he's done quite a few uh, with, uh, with me, and we're looking at producing several in the future. So I think about two a year on the average, one to two films a year is what we're able to produce right now. So, Jim, I really, really appreciate your time today, taking your time out of your day from surfing in Kauai. (laughs) Thank you so much for that, and I really appreciate the great work that you're doing in bringing all of this uh, very valuable uh, information to uh, mainstream. I really appreciate the work you do. It's fantastic. So thank Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Peter. So this actually concludes the uh, 13-week series of shows for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The good news is uh, the show will continue. I already have a tremendous lineup of guests coming in the next few weeks. Starting with Carmen Bolter next week, she has recently put out a series of five DVDs which are currently on the documentary network on television. Uh, and the series of shows is called The Pyramid Code. And Carmen has some of the greatest experts uh, in Egyptology and archaeology uh, from uh, their studies, and she has put this wonderful series together. But Carmen uh, knows much more than she actually reveals on the DVDs. So we'll be talking beyond the DVDs next week about her awareness and knowledge of the Uh, pyramids and what they were really for and why they were here and she will also extend that into an absolutely brand new situation which you may or may not have heard of yet which is the discovery of a an enormous uh, civilization in South Africa just north of Johannesburg which appears to be much much older than uh, much of of our beliefs about when civilization began and Carmen will also be talking about that um, at the end of her talk next week. So I'm looking forward to that. And upcoming guests in May uh, include some very, very gifted people, John Major Jenkins, Freddie Silver, and I'm looking forward tremendously to the next series of shows. So this is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Bye-bye now.
found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.